Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for all those people who have sown today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Father, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly with all that we surrender to you. And Father, today we just ask, Lord God, that you would bless every family line financially this morning. And Lord God, that you would bless them not only just a little bit, but much so that, Lord, testimonies flowing about your goodness. So we ask this in your precious name. And we all said, Amen. 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 Awesome. Grab a seat. Thank you, worship team. That was another good job. Well done. Actually, I'm getting, I'm quite enjoying getting up here. Not even though we're not even part of the worship team, but hey. All righty. Hey, look, um, on Friday, we had a very special event take place, and I was privileged enough to go along to it. And I know that Pastor Dave would have uh, loved to have shared that moment with all of us, but because of um, where it was, numbers, and all the other logistics that went with it, he couldn't invite everyone. So what we did was we brought some of it back. So on Friday, Pastor Dave graduated with his Master's in Business and Administration. So can we put the slideshow, please? So just on the side screens, we thought, you know, if you couldn't come, then we'd bring it to you. And so what happened was when we went down there on Friday, uh, I don't really want to tell the whole story because I'm going to get it wrong, but when we went down there, a lot of it, what I love about it is it's all prestigious, it's all value, it's all about honour, it's all about recognising the people that walked that stage and got capped. It's recognising the hard work that they put in, the sacrifices that they made along the way, and it's also about recognising that from that day forward, whoever he may have thought he was, he isn't anymore. And when I sat there in the audience and I watched and I was, I was able to watch them walk down the street, I was able to look at him and smile, I looked at his family, I looked at Kate's wife, I looked at his parents, Mike and Joy, and just to see the love, the excitement on their faces, the joy, but also how proud they were. Look at that. Look at that. It just really meant so much. You know, and I was standing there and I thought to myself, yeah, the verse that came there, there were two verses that came to me. And the first one was, oh, I better tell you, well, I'll let him tell you. Otherwise, I'll just get her up. But two verses that came to me. One was, you know, when Jesus got baptized and he came up out of the water, God looked down from heaven and spoke and said, this is my son. This is my son who I am well pleased in. And this here is exactly the same type of thing. And when you look at those pictures of Kate standing there and Pastors Mike and Joy standing there, they're saying, Pastors uh, Mike and Joy saying, this is our son. This is our son. And Kate's standing there saying, this is my husband. This is my husband. This is my husband. And uh, I'm standing in one of the photos. There's my man, there's my senior pastor, there's my mate, my friend, and I got to share in it. So we just want to bring a little bit back to you. This morning we're just going to 
place a bit of time to honour him because the, uh, the second part of it, the scripture I got was about the talents. And it says that God went out and he, um, in the Bible it says that there's a certain man and he went out and he gave some talents to people. And he said, what will you do with your talents? And then he left. But there is a time when he comes back and each and every one of us have talents sitting within us. However, to get those talents out... You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to set your course. And no matter how hard it gets, you're going to have to push through. See, when I first met uh, Dave when they came back from Pakistan, and he talked to me because, you know, I've studied and I've, done, I've got my bachelor's and everything. But when he came to me and he said, you know, I'm thinking about studying, and I thought, awesome. And I said, what are you going to study? And he said, oh, I'm going to do a master's. I said, ooh, okay. I said, cool. So in your master's... Um, have you done any study before? And he goes, oh, uh, no. I go, wow. Man, a master's. I did a degree and it sits here. A master's sits there. And I'm sure you doctorates that sit amongst us. And I know there are some of you, you know that the study's up here. So to go from a platform of here to jump straight up into a master's, you're only one away from a doctorate. I'll tell you, the work that goes in, the amount of hours... And the other thing was when I saw him and he came in and picked the church up to have the church now sitting here and all the responsibilities that go with the church and with managing and looking at all the processes and everything and then also to have a heavy workload on the side of study is really a true reflection of the heart that you've got, the passion that you've got, not only for the church but also that heart that you've got never to give up. And that's what I value and honour about you. And I stand here not to, um, not to just rattle stuff off, but I truly believe that God will use what you have done to benefit everyone and to benefit not only this church, but the families, this community, this region, this nation, and the nations above. So I just want to um, thank you, Dave. I want to thank you, Kate, for allowing me to share in, in your day. And um, we just got a couple of things that we want to do this morning. And so, of course, we want to give a couple of people uh, time to share, to have their thoughts, because they are significant people in Pastor Dave's life. Uh, one has passed the mic, which we have a recording from, because he couldn't be here with us today, but he really would have loved to. We got Pastor Joy, and then Pastor Kate. After that, we'll call Pastor Dave up, then we will hand him a gift, and we're also going to... Bless them. Now, now, the blessing is really a blessing just to say, you know, well done. We believe in you. We believe God has got great things for you. And we believe that the knowledge and the understanding that you have now will be translated into more wisdom, which will benefit all of us. And then once we do that, then Pastor Dave will take over and share the word. Amen. So, Pastor Joy, can I call you up here? Can we also run the clip, please? Can we switch it over to the main camera, uh, main as well? Well, good morning, Bay City, and good morning, Pastor Dave and Kate. What a great day today. And, uh, Dave, we want to just congratulate you on being awarded uh, your Master's of Business Administration MBA degree. That's an outstanding achievement, a postgraduate degree. 
I can remember teaching you as a, as a youngster in the, in the Christian school and the struggles you had with education, the struggles you had with studies, and uh, you're often the one that never went on the field trip because you couldn't get the things done. And uh, then years later in the high school, it was still a struggle for you. But here you are years later, and as you've journeyed with God and walked with God, you've been able to accomplish something that you had in your own heart, dreamed to be able to do MBA degree. What a great achievement. It's an outstanding achievement. It's not an easy degree. I, I remember going to the interview with you, and they said, you know, your whole life is on hold for pretty well two years while you do it. But, Dave, you've just done an amazing job. It was just, uh, I was so proud of you. Uh, Mum and I were both proud to be able to be with you, to see you awarded the degree. And uh, to cap it off, uh, you got the award for the best presentation of your research project on transition in small and medium businesses. What an amazing uh, way you've been able to capture uh, the challenging and difficult times you've been through and be able to bring it into uh, a project that has enabled you to get right to the top of the class. We were just so privileged, so honoured to, and so, so blessed to see you speaking to the whole assembled uh, group of academics and classmates and giving your presentation. We're so proud of you, Dave. Well done. Great things lie ahead for you. God bless you. Have a great service today. Yeah. yeah, yes, David, it was a huge privilege to be able to watch you uh, get your degree. A uh, couple of things. I'm, I'm so pleased you're not defined by your past, and none of us need to be defined by our past. As Mike said, David was not academic at school. I don't think I ever saw him read a book, but he did love his comic Bible, and he read that from cover to cover till it fell apart. But he was not a reader, he was not a student, and... Uh, and, uh, so, but that isn't defined where he is today, which I think is wonderful. Also, he wasn't defined by his environment. When he came back from uh, Pakistan, it was not a conducive environment. There's a lot of opinions of others. There was huge criticism. And generally, who do you think you are was prevailing environment. But that doesn't have to define who we are. And I'm so pleased you rose above that because we can all be weighed down by the weights of these sort of things. But I love what you had inside you and your spirit. Basically, his spirit said, I am what God says I am, and I can do what God says I can do. And I was so proud that that was in your spirit. The DNA, the, the God stuff in your spirit rose above everything else. And I know that it was a Holy Ghost initiative. And I just think, why was it a Holy Ghost initiative? One is, it was far bigger than where he was at that point. As uh, others have pointed out, he didn't even have a, a bachelor degree, didn't even have a high school leaving certificate, really. And this project was so much bigger than where he's at. But that's such a God thing. His projects are always far bigger than us. And um, so that, that, uh, that was a sign that was a Holy Ghost thing. And also you couldn't do it without God. And you had to partner with God to be able to achieve such a big project. It was Holy Ghost resourced. I mean, there's two things how it was resourced. My dear dad had a heart of legacy, and he created a fund for his grandchildren. So it was wonderful that, that was David was able to tap in. He was the eldest grandchild, but he was the one that's got in just before the last one finishes. He had 18 grandchildren, and the 18th one's doing it now. But he got in, and dear old Bill has managed our family trust. And I love the way you've lovingly um, taken interest in the grandchildren and even came down to the ceremony to stand with them. So thank you, Bill. And Glenda, you've just been very caring, loving people. But, um, not, but not only was that a part of the resourcing, 
But, you know, you come back from Pakistan with no money, with family and a house to run, and God came through and supplied the day-to-day running and just supernaturally provided for David while he applied and, and set his heart to that. And I thought that was such a God thing. We stretch out beyond ourselves, but if it's a God thing, he will resource it. And he came through. And also I saw it as a stepping stone to your future. And most things that God's on, he knows our future. We don't even know what's up ahead, but God knows up ahead. And that was a stepping stone to your future, even though at that point we weren't quite sure what it was. Then I was thinking of your your name, David, and I was thinking of David and his challenges as he was emerging into his destiny. He came against the lion and the bear. You know, the lion always speaks of intimidation. He had to conquer the lion. And the voices of intimidation from your past, from your teachers, from yourself, from everybody around you, you have to conquer that intimidation and think, I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to let that define who I am. And he rose against intimidation. And the bear, you know what the bear speaks of? It speaks of your carnal nature. I was thinking of dear old Pat Mulligan. Pat was, um, I think, David's first boss. And we knew that wild ox he was then, didn't we, Pat? I mean, the carnal nature. He was just by nature a bit of a wild ox who just has got adventure inside him and hard to pin down. But to sit down and do hours and hours and hours of study, I think that was just God dealing with being able to tame our, our, our carnal nature and, and to harness it. He obviously had a harness put on that wild ox to be able to achieve those, those hours. But that, of course, prepared David for facing the giants up ahead. And I, I believe it's prepared you too, because you will face giants. We always face giants. That's what church is all about, actually, spiritual giants and natural giants and giants all over the place. But you know that God's with you, and that's the training that you put yourself through has really prepared you for your, your future up ahead. And when I was thinking, what has it done to you? I really think it's um, expanded your thinking. It's kind of, to me, like the, the, butterf- the caterpillar going into a butterfly. It's such a, a transformation or a metamorphosis of your thinking. You've, you've, you know, you've just sharpened up your thinking. You've expanded your thinking. And it's tremendous to see what that's done to you to really enlarge your capacity and your whole um, thinking. And then I've, another thing I've noticed was just tremendous favour. I talk to your lecturers, they love you. <laughs> There's favour on you. Talk to your colleagues, they say, oh, David's great. And then I saw you with a whole room full of very top businessmen in, in Taiwan. And there was favour on you. And there's nothing like divine favour. When, when God just puts his favour on somebody, and the favour has been on you as you've done this, and will continue to be on you, because it's, it's helped establish you, and, and, uh, and people can recognise this, and and helps increase your favour. So we're very proud of you and so pleased to have been able to be part of the day. So, Kate. Um, yeah, this is a great day, and Horawai um, and Pastor Joy have um, spoken some of the things I was going to say, so I'm just going to abbreviate it a bit. But um, firstly, I just want to say, Dave, that I'm very, very proud of you. And um, this was not a decision that Dave or actually we, we talked about it, we prayed about it together um, to whether he would enter this program. Um, when you've already turned 40 and you're starting to embark on something as demanding as this, you know, it's something that you, you, you know, you're not just out of school and just in that season we had three kids and we'd just come back from Pakistan and um, we knew this would set us on a course 
And so he applied for the course, and uh, to get in was a miracle. And the reason was that most, for most people that get in, you have to have a degree to even apply for the course. So we knew that getting in, no matter um, how great he was, um, would be, you know, would be a, a god thing. And uh, they take a, a small percentage of people based on their life experience, and that's what they did. And I remember. Um, we were waiting for the phone call, waiting for the letter. Nothing came. It was about two days late. And I said to Dave, you know what? If you don't get in, don't see this as a personal rejection. This is because God has closed a door that was not for you and it was not for us. But if you do get in, we know that God will sustain you and God will see you through and you will be able to prevail in this. And, and just So we just lent into God and knew that whatever, because this was a 25-month commitment, and um, so I am so proud of you. I know people have said, have talked about, and you yourself at times have talked about your, your academic ability or, or lack thereof. But actually, um, I see something different. I think that as you grow up, you just love to play. And um, you just love to socialise. And you just love to go and do all those things. And you were really creative. And I think, um, so you never applied yourself to know how capable you were. And so I, I commend you and I applaud you that at the age of 40, that you decided to do that. And uh, like Kodawai and Joy have said, um, to go from um, leaving school and, you know, learning a trade and doing well with um, that and then over in Pakistan and, and all the things in the church, but to go from, um, you know, no study for 20 years straight into a master's level course was just amazing. And then one year into that... Um, then pastors Mike and Joy asked us to pick up the leadership here, so he was already one year in. There was no way of saying, okay, we won't do the course. We were, he was already committed. So what it meant was um, he would work here through the day and he would do church meetings at night and then when everyone would, go, would be gone and I'd um, go to bed, Dave would start studying. And often he'd study, um, and I know many of you have done this as well, so I want to commend you because I know many people have paid this price. Something we don't see. And so often he wouldn't finish till you know, the early hours of the morning, and then he'd get up again and he'd be here at church. And so that last year was a grueling year. Um, also, um, there was strong opposition. There was strong vocal opposition against you. And I want to commend you for that, that um, you graciously um, just put your head down and just kept going and said nothing. And you just pressed into God. That takes courage. That's what courage looks like. It's not the person who shouts the loudest. It's the person who keeps going. It's the person who achieves in the end. And, uh, you know, there's a scripture, and I just want to finish with this. And it says this, if my God is for me, then who can stand against me? And I just want to honor you with that today, that you've pressed into God when, um, when prevailing opinion would have said you couldn't have done it. But you pressed into God, and he is for you, and he has been behind you, um, and he is leading you. And I, I, it's a privilege today to stand here, and it's a privilege to be your wife. It's a privilege to have you lead us as a family, and uh, it's a privilege to have you lead this church. And uh, I'm excited about the season ahead. Um, I want to thank you for your faith. I want to thank you for your courage. I want to thank you for showing me and pointing me to, to Jesus when there wasn't a lot in the natural to follow. I want to thank you for the example that you've set for our girls. And I thank you for the example you've set when um, all else looks black and you just stood and you kept going. And so Friday was your day um, where you could shout that you were courageous and that um, 
just the endorsement of God on your life and what you've done. Um, I know people would say, well, what kind of, you know, how does that aid a church or what you're doing now? The incredible insights that it's brought into your leadership um, has been amazing and will continue to be. And that kind of um, course, it's every subject. So um, it's everything from leadership, strategic management, law, economics, all of those things were at a master's level that it would have been nice if you'd had a bit of a run-up beforehand and any one of those would have helped. And uh, you just you just tackled them all like a pro. And um, all of those things um, partnered with the Holy Ghost. I love how you were able to come home from those block courses and apply not only the knowledge, but just get the Holy Ghost thinking on those things and be able to apply it. I love that. So I love you very much and I honour you today. Awesome. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Kate. Thank you, Pastor Joy. So church, I'd like to invite you to be upstanding as we call our senior leader up, Pastor Dave. Come up. So um, thank you for standing. We just have a gift on behalf of uh, Bay City family here that we want to, and pastors Mike and Joy, that we want to give you just to say congratulations, well done, we believe in you, we're with you, and we look forward to a great future. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sir? Thanks, Otaway. And that haka there is just our customary way of saying that we're proud of you, we support you, and well done. Right now, I'd just like to call up um, Steve and Kobe, if you're here, and Peter and Sandy, and we'll just quickly pray for Pastor Day, and of course, Pastor Joy. And church, just as uh, they're praying for, just reach your hands out. And just speak life, speak blessing.
over our man of God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you the honor and the glory and the praise. And I was just like, uh, how do I, um, I said to the Lord, what do, what do you want to say to Dave? And that same verse came, you know, this is my son, and I'm proud of you. The Lord's pleased with you. Also, the, the thought, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. I said, why, why are you pleased? What, what, what about it pleases you? And he said, it's the faith, and the faith is in the stretch. You took the stretch beyond where you're comfortable, and that's why I was able to release my presence and my help into you, and I've, um, I've wired you to take on big projects. It's part of your DNA. I've wired you to take on big projects, but you've learned to lean into me. You've learned to lean and partner with the Holy Ghost. And um, Lord's just used this stepping stone to, to prepare you for the season ahead where you'll be confident, leaning into the Holy Ghost, partnering with him to take on big projects. Amen. Dave, I just want to echo what everyone else has said, that we are well pleased, that that God is well pleased with you, and and, uh, that we too are just happy, and we're thankful for the model that you've been for us, and as part of, of the body, I just want to say that we are honored to come under your leadership, that we are blessed by your leadership. And we want to pray for you today. My prayer is I ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to pray? And I felt like the Lord said that pray for wisdom. And as I prayed for wisdom for you, I just felt the Lord's pleasure that you had sought wisdom and understanding and knowledge and that he in his person of knowledge was coming in just a greater way than you've ever known before. And that he was anointing you with the gift of wisdom and the presence of wisdom. And again, I just want to say that we are so pleased to be part of this family, this church family. But more than that, we are really pleased to be under your leadership. And we honor you as our senior pastor. Thank you. Dave, I just... Yeah, it's an amazing day, mm. <laughs> and I just get the you know the Lord has set you to be a mentor, and you may not think that's what's in you because you've seen it in others, and I think the model that you saw and embraced and learnt from through your whole study period of choosing an area to to specialize in and give yourself wholly to that and the people that facilitated that for you your professors your lecturers the business leaders that you drew from and and gained so much understanding and wisdom from a part of the the model that you will be that's it's like there's a there's a something dynamic has happened through that whole process. Mm. And I believe it's going to reflect the style of leadership that you'll have mm. as people see their calling and, and maybe only in such a tiny seed form, but you'll be able to encourage and, and facilitate and just get underneath them 
and bear them up to achieve all that you've achieved because you've seen the model. And so many people will gather around those and just give them the leg up that they, that they need. And as they draw into God and, and wrap themselves around that, you'll be able to help them in that because you know the way. And I believe there's a golden thread that runs through your life, Dave, as you find that and sometimes our lives are saying what, seeing what works and what doesn't work, but as you begin to see what works, where the blessing is, where the honour is, where the gifting is in your own life, just the achievements and what the Lord has for you will be absolutely amazing. Thank I really you. believe that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, Dave, I just want to say that as Pastor Joy spoke, you took out the lion, you took out the bear, and you've taken Goliath. Mm. And Goliath was that one thing that, that even though it may torment a lot of people, that you arrived on the scene one day and you said, I'm going for it. And that was the Goliath that I'm talking about is a Goliath that, that will take this church and grow it. The Goliath that was standing in front of it was all about leadership, where, where we were going to go to, how we were going to get there. And for you taking that courageous stand and for getting up there and saying, you know what, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to learn. I'm, going to, I'm just going to submit myself to the Lord. I'm going to submit myself to learning, to other people's opinions. Open your world view up is really going to benefit this church and many lives. And I, what I love about you and, and what I know God has placed in you is just the heart to embrace people, to love people, to accept them as they are, but also to see their future and the future that God has for them. And so the word that I got when I was standing here for you was in our culture, in the Māori culture, you know, every chief, he always had a tefa-tefa, and the tefa-tefa was the battle axe. Mm. But the battle axe there represented status, and it represented not only status, it also represented that that was the chief who could embrace everyone, that saw a bigger picture, that didn't need to worry about when the food was going to come, how the food was going to arrive on everyone's tables, but he saw the bigger picture. He saw, who do we need to make alliances with? How, how do we go out and resolve conflict? Because ultimately, the goal of the chief was to make sure that their family and their whānau prospered and succeeded for generations to come. And I really feel that that's a strong anointing and calling on your life is that you're not only going to be here for this generation, but for many generations to come. So I just thank you, Lord, for this mighty man. I thank you, Father God, for the honour and privilege of being in his life and for just having fellowship and friendship with him over this time and the many years to come. Amen. Dave, I want to say one more thing. It seemed like today, a couple of times, people have mentioned words of opposition or words of harsh words. And I was thinking of the scripture that said that the words have the power of life and death. Mm. And so as your family, as the body of Christ, we break the power of those words in Jesus' name. We cut them free, we cut you free from those words, the power of those words, any death that it has brought to you in any form, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, or any wounds that happen to your heart. 
And in Jesus' name, we break the power of those words. And Lord, we pray that you would just dispose of them. And I pray today, as words of life have been spoken, Father, that you would bring life into every area where those words have brought death. And we declare a new day, Lord. And Dave and Kate, we just bless you with our words of honor and love. It's not a small thing that happened. And this is a big accomplishment for both of you. I know, Kate, you had sacrifices as well, and the kids and... And we admire your perseverance in what you, what you have shown in the last few years. And we just want to bless you, encourage you, and strengthen you, and declare and prophesy a new day for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Go, church. We hand it over to Pastor Dave. Well, thank you so very, very much. And uh, it really means a lot. And I uh, really do want to thank uh, my wife and kids for their wonderful support. And uh, there's a lot of times, well, where's Dad? And there's a lot of times where I wish this would finish. But thank you so much, Kate, and my wonderful kids for... Uh, been able to support your love and your care. Also, Mum and Dad, thank you so much for your, uh, your care and your support through this journey. It's been amazing, and I uh, couldn't have done it without you. Uh, also, my good friend who's not here today, um, Anne and Anton, and uh, been great support all the way. And uh, So thank you very much. I also want to thank Pat and Sharon um, uh, just for believing me, with me uh, right from the start. And so thank you so much for your, your friendship and your, your support the whole way through. And uh, love you guys. And um, Bill and Glenda, thank you so much for coming down and celebrating the day with me. And uh, thank you so much for your support as well. It uh, meant, a, meant a great deal. And Horawai uh, and, and everyone that just stood with me, Brian, and uh, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate that. And uh, all of you have, have helped in some way. I remember bringing one of my first assignments around to Matt Charlton to, to help me to try to figure the whole thing out, see if it was made any sense. And uh, so thank you so much, Matt, for your, your support as well. I kind of felt uh, like Horowa was talking about David and Goliath when there was a stage in my life where I, I kind of came forward with intention to help but kind of got confronted with the attitude of who do you think you are <laughs> and uh, had to do something about that. And uh, one of the things I was made aware of quite frequently was what I was not good at, what I should be, <laughs> and what I should not be, and what I need to do, and uh, what I don't have, and, and how, I don't know, words to that extent. And so one of the things I decided to do was, um, you know, I just learned to bring these things before the Lord, and uh, one of these things I learned to do was just to bring it before the Lord and say, well, what do you think, Lord? <laughs> Who's right? Who's wrong? You know? And uh, one of the things that is, I just... I just learned to have the learn to hear the voice of God, learn to hear God speaking to me, and um, you know His His words are truth, His words are life, and uh, you know the Bible says that I know the plans that I have for you that that are not to harm you or to bring you down, but they're to lift you up and to, and to prosper you. And so I was quite aware of um, like many of you here be aware of the things that you're not good at, but God's aware of the things that we are good at and what we can be. Amen. And I did struggle with school. My highest qualification was a license. And 
Well, I've got three licenses now. I've got a car license in New Zealand. I've got a, a gun license, and I've just got another license in Rarotonga. <laughs> so, so there we go. So yeah, I didn't do very, very well at school at all. I really did struggle, and uh, uh, it just kind of wasn't fit, fit for me. I made just, just even coming up here to Hawke's Bay. Um, a significant shift was I didn't know I needed glasses, because we used to work in a little office, and uh, just a little cubicle, so everything was like that. One of the things I found when we, when we shifted up here, we, I came into a completely different schooling environment, and um, it was a blackboard, and I sat at the back of the class, and I couldn't read, I didn't, couldn't read, I couldn't make sense of it, and uh, I didn't know that I was short-sighted, and uh, it was a terrible thing, <laughs> and so I really, really struggled, I thought, this is no good at all. So that whole time, just, I mean, I didn't think I was that good anyway, and then I got to that situation, and I thought, wow, this is horrible. And so I just lost a whole lot of confidence, and I, eventually the mum and dad bought me some glasses, but my self-esteem was so low I didn't even wear them, so that just compounded the problem. And uh, yeah, so they put me into sixth form because there was no other room in fifth form. <laughs> So, like, even when we closed fifth form year, they didn't know really where to put me, so, so they put me in that class, and that was tough as well, because I never did well in the first place. So it was just, it was just like a compounding problem, I just kept on going and going and going. And, uh, but uh, I just thank you for people that, that really did believe in me, and, and right back from the start of my working career, uh, Pat just believed in me, and, and Sharon as well, so thank you so much. So I really want to encourage you with some things this morning. One of the things God spoke to me a little while ago was because I've been raised in the church, and uh, I felt the Lord talk to me in John chapter nine about about the blind man, and when that when Jesus and disciples were walking past the blind man, they looked at him and said, uh, "What's wrong with this guy that he's like that? Uh, whose fault is it? Is it his fault? Who sinned? Is it his sin? Or was it the sins of his parents that he was like that?" One of the things that you'll find is people can criticize you. <laughs> and dealing with criticism, dealing with uh, people that should be supporting you, criticizing you and trying to find fault in people. And that's one of the things I struggle with. People are always finding fault. And, um, and Jesus turns around and he says to the man, he, said, he says to the guys, he said, God, neither this guy is sin nor his father's is sin. He said, but that the works of God should be revealed inside of him. And uh, so Jesus, he did this crazy thing and uh, made some mud and, and got some dirt and spat in it, put the thing on his eyes. I mean, he's already blind as it was, so now he's just making him look stupid. <laughs> and, um, and he said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. So I remember there was a time when we ha- I had to, had to do something, just shift the cycle in my life. We ended up going to Pakistan, but there was something else. I, I really... This thorn in my flesh it was the whole thing that I thought I was stupid. I didn't think I was that smart because um, I didn't do so well at school. And so there was a season in my life where I just felt uh, I got mud on my face. And uh, I just felt the Lord say, no, this is, it's okay. This is Jesus' mud. It's all going to work out. Just kind of journey it out. But there was the journey of when the mud got on his face to where he had to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And the Bible says that the man went and came back seeing. And it's that journey of that journey, because it wasn't just a, a journey of just here over there, it was actually quite a, a journey that he must have stumbled and tripped the whole way. And one of the things you'll find is where you are now in your place and where God 
has called you to be. Sometimes there's a bit of a gap between there. And that gap is not always easy. That gap is not a straight walking path. And that guy there, I can imagine right now him stumbling his way through there. And, uh, and I remember when uh, I first got accepted, I, I thought, why are you aiming so high? <laughs> this is masters. You haven't, you, you know, you got, you haven't only just got a license. Why are you going so high? And people will say, why don't you just try something a little bit lower first? So, no, no, no. No, it's either going to be this or nothing. Either going to have a shot at this or that's it. I'm just going to, I don't know, figure something else out. But either this or nothing. And so I put my application. It was a toss-up between, first of all, doing study and then going to Pakistan. So I was, I was a bit really nervous. I tossed about it for years. And uh, eventually went to Pakistan. But when I, got, when I was over in Pakistan, I, I felt I'd give it a shot. And uh, so I came back, put the application in. And uh, through, oh, I was just thought, What's the worst that can happen? They can say no. So, but when I got, a, got accepted in, it was just fantastic. I just, over the moon, it was just, I just, that's as good as graduating for me. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I thought, well, Lord, you're going to help me this, through this journey. You got me this far, you're going to help me a little bit further. So, Lord, I pray for wisdom and I pray for discernment. I pray for all these things. Help this, we're going to just walk through this thing. Well, you get to the first test. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh my God, oh no, this doesn't look healthy, this is not good. I've got no idea what to do. And uh, one of the things I found was uh, just, it wasn't plain sailing, I can tell you now. Uh, there were tests I failed. In fact, I probably failed more tests along the way than I passed. Uh, one of my assignments I got a D for, and uh, you know, I was just so gutted about it. I thought, this is just horrible. How could they do, be so mean and critical? <laughs> Here to support me, not criticise me, and you gave me a D. It's part of my research thing, funny enough. And uh, well, as it happens, I ended up graduating. I ended up getting a little mail a little while ago, so you're officially cleared to graduate. Well done. And then they said there's a competition. And uh, so I thought, well, enter the competition. I thought, well, give it a go. There's 500 bucks up for grabs. And um, and so I entered the competition on, funny enough, leadership succession. <laughs> I didn't want to make it two-pointed, so I, I added it a little bit more. I'd say that the factors affecting leadership succession within SMEs within New Zealand. And uh, there were some very, very smart people in my class. So I thought, well, I'll just give it a shot. I think I've got, I think I've got the edge in a couple of areas, so I'll, I'll just give it a week go. And uh, funny enough, we'd get up there, and I was just nervous as heck. And... Uh, then it came to winning at the, the, the winners on Friday, on Thursday. And I won. So I won a... Uh, not only did I graduate, I managed to win my presentation uh, from my research project and won 500 bucks and uh, then got invited to speak at, last, at the prestigious dinner with all the distinguished guests. So uh, fantastic. <laughs> But it's interesting, I want to to encourage you with this. And uh, Paul talked about, in in 2 Corinthians, Paul talked about his his thorn in the flesh. And in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8, on verse 7, he says, Least should I be exalted above measure, 
by the abundance of the revelation a thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. For me, <laughs> it must have been my education. I just, yeah, that was my thorn in the flesh. I thought it was stupid. Lest I've exalted. Concerning this measure, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart. How many top people have been in that situation? God, please take this thing from me. Please make me a better person. Please make me smarter. Please make me this. Please make me to help me. And it's take this away, this pain thing in my life, Lord. I used to pray things like that. And then he said, the, the Lord said to me, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ would rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in needs and persecutions and in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. Friends, one of the things we find is that all of us have a weakness or a place of darkness in our life somewhere. And one of the things here, I believe here, is is an incredible key to accessing the grace of God to find freedom. He says, for when I'm weak, then I am strong. He said, I'm not boasting of my strengths. A lot of people can boast about their strengths. But what he's talking about here is he said, I'm not going to overinflate my my weaknesses, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring them out into the open. And when I can bring my weaknesses and um, bring my weaknesses, bring my darkness Bring my condition of my heart out in the open. Bring what's going on inside here. When I bring that out in the open, what happens is it breaks the power of darkness off, its light, off, your, off your life. One of the th- and funny enough, this is one of the things that they're doing in leadership now, is trying to get away from narcissistic people that think they've got it all, all together. And, uh, but when you make yourself vulnerable, it, it, it takes vulnerability to open yourself up. And part of my study was I actually had to come to a place of vulnerability. I needed help to walk this journey. And part of the journey was actually open myself up to people around me to speak into me and shape me and to give me feedback and to give all sorts of things. But in the process of doing so, one of the things I found was a grace would come upon my life. The more I yielded to the Lord and the more I yielded to people, when we say we can yield to the Lord, most of the time that translates into yielding to people opening your heart up to people and allowing people to speak in and shape you. When you can open your heart, open those weaknesses, open those dark places up to people around you who, who believe in you, or just open it up full stop, I can tell you now, there's a grace that we made available for you. And uh, that's the process that I, I, I had to walk on. And it was tough. And, uh, but at the end of it, I passed. And I won. And I got to present in front of a whole bunch of prestigious people and uh, where the grace of God was made manifest upon my life. See, the power of God can come across in different ways. It's not just about making people fall over, but what I did is I got the chance to be able to speak into a whole bunch of prestigious people and talk about that what really matters is people, people, people. I got the opportunity to speak into people's hearts. I got the opportunity to speak into people's lives. That, my friends, is the grace of God, the power of God made manifest through somebody's weaknesses.
may I encourage you with this last scripture. All of us will struggle. Maybe you're here and you're struggling today. Maybe you're, you had a whole history of struggling and failure. And we got to this point, but I certainly don't claim to have my life together or anything like that. This is a scripture that really helped me the whole way through. And it's in Micah chapter 7, verse 8. And it says, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Don't laugh over me, my enemy. Even though I fall, I will rise again. Even though I walk in darkness, I know you will be a light to me. You know, I've fallen a number of times. I've failed in a number of areas. You know, people point the finger and all these sorts of things. But in those times, we can just focus your heart and allow the Lord to speak to you. Trust in the Lord that his thoughts towards you are good. <laughs> His thoughts to you are pure. They're not, haven't got a bias, nothing like that. His thoughts are for you to lift you up. What a wonderful thing to have such a, a gift, a treasure in our life. His name is the Holy Spirit, that he will speak to us and he will lift us up. He will lift you up so that whenever you may fall, you can rise. I love what uh, they talked about and uh, love the saying from uh, Robin Hood. He said, rise and rise again until lambs become lions. Today you may be here and you have experienced failure or criticism. May I encourage you, don't ever give up. Just give it a shot. Just keep going, keep going, keep going until you win. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, I can tell you, he's the most wonderful comforter that you can have in your heart. I'm so looking forward to the future of Faith City. I'm looking forward, I'm committed to seeing you all grow and to becoming the people that God has called you to be. Right at the beginning of the course, they said, our job is to shape you as leaders. Phil O'Reilly talked about New Zealand has a major leadership deficit right now. And what the country needs is, is leaders, good leaders that can bring our country forward into the future. And that's why I did what I did. It wasn't to become wealthy or anything like that. What I, I did this so that I could bring myself into a place where I could be equipped with the right tools, where I could be shaped to bring the people that God has entrusted into my life, that I could bring them forward into a place of new hope, new opportunities, new horizons. And I'm praying that today that whatever challenges that are in front of us, that His grace will be sufficient for us. His grace will enable us to bring us forward into a wonderful future.
Amen? As we move forward into this place, I just want to thank you for your support so far. But God has got so much more for us yet. I've been invited to be a part of a, an advanced leadership program next year. You should be surprised what kind of doors God could open up for you. Somebody that didn't have much more than a driver's license. I want to do um, want to do one more thing. Just felt God dropped something in my heart, and uh, when I look around, I look at our kids' areas. This is a complete surprise. I haven't really talked to anyone around this yet, so we're, we're going to work it out. I'm not going to have, but we'll, we'll work it out. Um, you know, I look at some of our young ones coming through, and I remember being in church when I was that age, and. Uh, Somebody believing in me and somebody just giving me a shot at different things. And when I look at our young people here, gosh, they've got an amazing future in front of them. And uh, my heart is to create an environment, is to create a house, to create a spiritual home where our young ones can move forward into the future, that they can have the best chance possible. And I was incredibly grateful that my grandfather had the foresight to create an investment that where people like me could, could tap into and do what I've been able to do. You know, church is more than an it's not just an organisation, it's a family. And I understand that people uh, will come in here from all sorts of different backgrounds. Some will come from uh, good background, you know, well-to-do backgrounds. Some won't come from good-to-do backgrounds. So. But what I want to do is I want to, give ev- I want to give people at least the opportunity to have a go at shaping their future. And so one of the things like my granddad did for me was to uh, and our family was to set up a, a fund that uh, people could tap, people could apply for to uh, to help pay for education, further in their education. In the same way, in, in our church here, and I'm believing for young ones to come in here, and not everyone's going to have access to those resources. So one of the things I want to do is to set up a uh, some sort of fund in the church here, uh, where we can start to. Uh, just bit by bit start to invest, start to put money aside because there are going to be people around here that they'll carry the future of Bay City on their lives and they're going to need somebody to believe in them. And so I don't know how it's going to look, but um, I'm kind of looking at a, at a scholarship-type program or something that we can invest into our young families, our young ones that can say, hey, here's something that we can believe in you. So um, I know we haven't started yet, but I just bought some money just in case. And uh, so I'm going to be the first one to put into it anyway. And so there's our Brian. He's our treasurer. So I'm sure Brian can work something out. <laughs> so I'll give that to you, Brian. That's the first seed into our... Uh... I want to make sure I was the first one to do it. But what we're going to do is we're going to set up something to help fund... Uh, young ones in our church to further their education and open up more possibilities for them. Because I see your kids, I see your kids, and uh, I want to be able to be able to have that investment and that we can invest into their lives and see them become the, the best that they can be. These are champions. His grace is sufficient for us. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus, for your wonderful grace. I thank you that every time, even though we may fall, that we will rise, that when we sit in darkness, that your name, that you will be a light unto us. Jesus, we just give you so much thanks and so much praise this morning. 
I just pray for people here this morning that where they may have failed, where they may be struggling. I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would speak your words into their lives in Jesus' name. Father, today, I call them forth as the men and the women that you have called them to be today in Jesus' name. Church, thank you so much for your kindness. Thank you so much for your love and your support. I look forward to seeing you all again very soon. Come on, guys, let's celebrate or do something. Amen.